and welcome back to Acting with Asha. I'm your host, Jade Asher. Today I have my first interviewee on the show and I'm so excited. She is a good friend of mine and a talented British, Indian, Bollywood actress, presenter, model. Oh my God, she does it all. Karishma Katok. First of all, do make sure you subscribe and follow and send me any questions for future guests or anything else you want to hear. Here's the interview. Hi everyone, we have KK in the house. Hola. <laughs> Thank you for coming. I'm so glad to be here. And you have a lovely setup. If you guys don't know, but she, uh, she's got a lovely little den over here with these fairy lights. It's quite, I feel like having a glass of wine. Oh, yeah. I know. I didn't bring the wine. I know, but I've got coffee. I'll remember we'll that for next time. It's okay. So we want to start off asking you, how did your whole journey begin? How did you get into acting and presenting? Oh my God. So when I was about 16, so I was born and raised in London, was in boarding school for a few years when I was younger. Um, When I was 16, I used to model for these Asian magazines, like Asian Woman, Asian Bride. And then I went to university, I would model part time. And then I ended up doing lots of fashion shows. And then I was about 20, 21 when I finished my degree and I went to Bombay for a year and literally one year became 13 years. Because I know a lot of people that, you know, they've thought about relocating for their careers. So mm-hmm. whether it's L.A. or Bombay or any anywhere in the world, was that a big, scary decision? You know, I've always been a risk taker. I think I, I'm not scared of anything because I, I feel like you don't have to be anywhere you don't want to be. But it's better to try something than not. Mm. And... Um, in my head, I knew I had my degree. I was, I, I am educated. So I thought at 21, even if I go for a year and it doesn't work and I don't get much work, I can come back and I can get a full-time job in PR and marketing or teaching because those were the two, three things that interested me. But I, I have to say, and it sounds like a really typical story, I literally went to Bombay with like 200 pounds in my pocket. Wow. I had like no money and my parents weren't very keen on it. And I was really scared. And you have all of these agencies now in LA or UK or Bombay. You can, you know, Google something and you can find out an agency. Back then, there weren't any agencies. There was probably one or two. So I remember going there buying Elle and Cosmopolitan and calling up the beauty editor saying, Hi, I'm Karishma. I'm a girl from London and I model. I've got my portfolio. Can I come and meet you? And that's literally how I started. And they recommended me to an agency called Matrix. And they said that there's a really good agency called Matrix. Why don't you sign up with them? And I did. And the first job I did was the Kingfisher swimsuit calendar, which is like the Pirelli calendar. And back then in 2005, it was the biggest job to get. But I wasn't scared. Coming back to your question, I wasn't scared. I was excited. And I'm still someone who isn't scared. Like if if I have to move somewhere... Because I still know that I can come back. You don't have to be anywhere you don't want to be. Well, that's really interesting to hear because when you see someone who's got, you know, exciting career as yours, you kind of think that you went there and it just happened. No. Not that you put all this hard work in. No, there was a lot of hard work. I think I averagely have probably done over two to 3,000 auditions wow. at home. Um, and literally every day for the first year, I went to about six or seven auditions. Um, and Bombay's hot. I didn't have a car, so I would take a rickshaw or a taxi. Now you've got Uber and Ola. Back then it was just a black and yellow taxi, and you're on a budget. You're paying rent for an apartment. I never spoke the language. So first things first, my agency made me do diction, um, Hindi speaking, 
Gatak, which is dancing. Um, and then I did voice training classes. All of those things cost money. Then new photographs done, going to see everyone. Sometimes you get booked, sometimes you don't get booked. And even though I am Indian, I didn't speak fluent Hindi, so that was tough for me. But I don't. I think it does take 10 to 15 years to become an overnight success. Anyone who you admire probably started, I don't know, even if it's Taylor Swift and she became famous at 16, she probably started singing at 7 or 8 and tried to get bookings and auditions. So no, it was quite tough. When, when did it get to the point where you thought, okay, I'm established here? How long did that take? So I think there's like, so obviously because I'm a cricket presenter, so there's there's my first innings and second innings. So my first innings was when I moved in 2005 for five years. That's when I did the Kingfisher calendar. I became the face of Dove shampoo. Um, I did a movie in the South, um, a Telugu film, and I was doing lots of fashion shows, but I didn't, I felt like I was breaking even. I wasn't making enough. Then I moved back to the UK in 2010 for about a year. And then I went back to India in 2011. I think life changed for me after 2011-12 because that's when I did Big Brother, IPL. It was tough. Um, It's really hard because it's not like, oh, you look attractive and you look pretty and you're going to get work because Mm. the the supply and demand is there's, there's a lot of supply. There's so many beautiful girls out there. So what is your USP? So I think it. I would say really I felt like I made it after 2012, like, all my 20 magazine covers have happened probably from the age of 32 to 37, mm. not before that, to be honest. And how would you say that the industry in India compares to the UK? Okay, so Jade and I were discussing this, that I think UK is very particular, very meticulous, and their standards are very, very high. Mm. And I think India is also like that. But I think um, a casting director, if they see us a spark in you or a USP in you they might not take you for that role but they will they will have you in their mind in India I feel I've gone for a lot of auditions for films and it hasn't worked out but the same casting directors thought about me for another project completely differently over here I find it really odd after being so established to go for an audition where I have to walk from the left to the right and sometimes I think does that really need to be auditioned and it's tough because you can do 25 adverts and like you can do so much and do a lot of theatre and yet you have to audition but there's nothing it's good because you know that it's equal there's no Mm. um there's no favoritism whereas I think in India if you've worked with the production house a couple of times they and they know that you're good they will just call you in and book you but it's two different yeah countries so I think the way they work what do you think in England I find it's difficult cutthroat so difficult like I mean I've been working for 15 years and I feel I still feel like I'm starting out yeah in a yeah. lot of cases. Yeah. I have this massive spreadsheet where I can see the casting directors that know me and book me regularly. And I think out of 250 people on there, mm. there's like three yeah, that actually know me and get me in all the time. The others I'm still trying to like be like, hi, I'm here. Like here I am. Yeah. yeah. I find that quite hard as well. I, I mean, I feel when I moved back t- um, two years ago to spend more time in the UK, um, things would be easier because when you've done like a World Cup or hosted an IPL and you've done maybe two, you know, 30 cricket leagues, you would be there. But Mm. it's different because they want an expert or they want someone who played the game before. So I think things are very different here to the way they are in India. Because also you can 
it sounds like you're very established as a model, an actress, and a presenter. Yeah. Whereas here they want to put you in a box. Yeah, you're either a presenter or even my show rule, which I sent to you, like mm. it's really good, but it's very present, it's, it's very presenterish. But that is what I am. And yeah. then my other show rule has got a lot of Hindi in it, so it doesn't necessarily work over here. So mm. it's like, well, you're still an actor. So whether you speak in a foreign language or English, you want to see expressions and you want to see confidence. So I don't know how it... I, I'm still trying to figure how it works in England, hence why I'm so grateful for India. Where do you prefer? Um, I, I like having one foot here, one foot there. I don't think I can just be in England or I can just be in India. I love being in London and travelling every few weeks. I don't think I can live without India, though. I've been talking a lot about the Me Too movement mm. and exp- I know this is a bit off topic. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, surprise, scary question. Um, so I, I've had to deal with certain things here, like I've mm. written films about it mm. and stuff. What is it like in India? So, I mean, I I definitely feel it, it has happened many a times with me where I was signed for a project and the product producer will be like why don't you come for dinner with all of us and i if i don't go then the next day i've been dropped from a project or mm. if i haven't um i'm the kind of person i think even in real life i'm quite selective with my friends yeah. i'm it's my even if you see my instagram it's my same five six friends i don't attend any events or parties or film awards unless i'm working and i don't believe in networking i i feel like Work truly comes from a good audition, a good 9am meeting. And yes, of course, it's good to go out if you've done a a web series and there's an after party, of course. But I don't specifically go to mingle with everyone and network with everyone because that hasn't worked in my case. Yeah. But I have been dropped from several projects because I don't hang out with the, the particular crew or I'm not hanging out with a particular person. So it does exist. And... I think it's high time that, which is why I like England, everything's based on on your auditions. And I think a lot of things in Bombay is based on who you know. Mm. But yeah, I think, touch wood, I haven't had to face a casting couch. It's just mostly she's, she's a bit stuck up and doesn't come out much. How rude. I know. I'd rather be stuck up, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> so you are in Big Boss, which is the Indian equivalent to Big Brother's house. So how did that come about? So Big Boss happened um, in 2012. Um, each year in the house, they have different characters, but they usually have someone from the modelling in- industry. Um, and I got asked to be a part of it. And it really was amazing, but a very difficult experience because I'm quite claustrophobic. It's exactly how the quarantine is right now. You're (laughs) under house arrest. You can't leave. And you're with all kinds of people and different personalities. And for some reason, I was in it for four weeks, came out for 10 days and back in it for about five weeks, so about 11 weeks. So I think it. you can't pick up the phone and ask your friend anything. You don't have... You don't know what time it is. You don't know what time they're making you wake up. You get given random tasks. So it was definitely an experience. But I think I'm glad I did it, but not again. Really? Yeah. 
because I, I just can't even get my head around. Could you do it, Big Big Brother? I don't know. I'd be so paranoid. But you'd be amazing. I don't know if I would. You're so friendly and happy and like chilled out. I don't know, but I feel like they find the dark side of me. I feel like yeah. they'd find something yeah. or like just like looks that I didn't even know I was giving or yeah, something. Yeah, I never realised I played with my hair as much as I did when I saw. I kept twirling my hair. <laughs> it's yeah, but they also. If you and I get along, they'll probably put us in a task where you're on the other opposition side of me and we're against each other. So they also play you against each other when they know two people are getting along. What was it like going to sleep or just even... Were you paranoid when you went to the loo or the shower? I was paranoid going... I actually wore (laughs) my undergarments in the shower because I was so paranoid. I would. I I think after five weeks, I was like, no, clearly there's nothing in here. Mm. But you do feel a bit paranoid. Also, you don't know how you're being edited. But I think in India, they were really good and they were authentic. They didn't portray anyone in a good or bad light. You were who you were and that's how it was shown. Yeah. So they didn't make you out to be someone you're not. And did you think it changed your career in any way? Mm, I think it did because a lot of people do watch Big Brother. It's a daily show, 9pm, now it's 10pm. And if you're light, there's a lot of work. So straight after Big Brother, I auditioned for the Indian Premier League, the, the Cricket League, and I got that. So I definitely think Big Brother and IPL did change my life, for sure. What are um, What are presenting auditions like? Um, how to so for those of you who don't know, when you do live, you tend to have like an earpiece and your producer's talking to you in the ear. Mm. So you have to learn that technique of talking to you while someone else is talking to me in my ear. How do you learn that? Practice. You have to. So I can block out the noise now. Oh <laughs> even, really? Even at home, I can just block things out. <laughs> That's useful. <laughs> live. Also, I think knowing. I think anything live is tough because you've got fifty, sixty thousand people. Anything can happen. The teleprompter might stop. Your producer might not be able to get into your earpiece to talk to you. You might have questions for a particular sports personality and he might not come last minute and someone else might so to be able to work on your feet practically and just Mm. think of your you know fake it till you make it basically do you get nervous yeah I think I do get nervous I still do get nervous but in a healthy way because I want to do a good job the adrenaline must be quite crazy it's amazing what about you what makes you happy when you do do you like it when you go on set and it's like oh do you want gluten free (laughs) (laughs) like just give me everything um you feel like what makes me happy is when I get completely lost in the moment and that world that we've been working on becomes real my passion has always been acting Acting. on screen and I feel so comfortable I don't know what it is like a camera's there I know it's there I can work for that I get terrified with live audiences do you I don't even like putting my hand up and asking a question (gasps) in a room I don't like doing that but you can present in front of everyone yeah but I don't like to put my hand up or like you know when someone asks you to get up and do a dance or something oh yeah yeah no I can't do that no if you go for like if you go on holiday and you're having a dinner and a dance and someone not me them (laughs) I hate it yeah no that's scary yeah. How, would you ever consider something like theatre? No. Really? No. I don't think I'm an actor. You you're an actor for sure. I like to dabble into it. I think yeah. more presenting. And what, what's what been... Has there been a scary moment in presenting? Of course there's been so many scary moments. I've gone on stage and the lights haven't worked or the teleprompter's stopped or the person I've invited on stage isn't there and I can hear somebody from the background telling me to continue staying on stage and talking for 10 minutes and you're like, I do not know what to say. Many, many moments. But I just think we're all human. You've got to just be 
who you are and we're all we're all people at the end of the day nothing's perfect even the best people I mean I remember Jennifer Lawrence getting her Oscar and like falling on her way to get her Oscar that was amazing and it made people love her I think that would be me exactly you have to just be who you are and if you make a mistake you just say I'm sorry and just continue really so you also have a social media of dreams what is your following now ish ballpark I think it's 846,000 that's amazing I'm trying to get to a million woo help her get there what's your what's your insta tag I think Karishma Kotak 26 um I like my Instagram I think it's a nice way to interact with people and if you've got something to say or something to talk about it's just easy to put it out there um but I don't know if people know this, but you know this. I always upload something, I'm on it for 10 minutes, and then I delete the app. I don't believe in spending my whole life on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or Facebook or what's the other one? Snapchat. I don't even have Snapchat. Because you get a lot of likes Mm. very quickly and comments. Do you read them? I do. I do read them, guys. I I see everything. (laughs) So do you think it's important for performers to have a good social media presence? I think it's good to interact with your fans, but I don't think it's necessary. I think everyone's individual. Some of the some really famous Bollywood stars aren't on Instagram and they're still doing well. And I think it's quite endearing, to be honest. Mm. I think even me included, like I, I've stopped now tagging my food and my walk and everything because sometimes you do, I think you've, I don't know, I think we're... Because of COVID and quarantine, I think it was good to share your workouts and what you're cooking and make people realise that we're all in the same boat. Yeah. But I think after a while, I, I think it's okay to also come off it for a few days. Could you delete it completely? Yes, I could. But I won't because I like to promote brands and products and work. Work definitely comes for me a lot from social media. I'm very grateful for it. What would you say has been the most difficult moment in your career? I think when I was in Big Brother, my dad was really unwell, Big Boss, and I um, had to make the decision to go in the show, and he was not in. He wanted me to go, and then after four weeks to come out the house, and he'd passed away, do mm-hmm. his funeral, and then go back in, like making the decision to go back in. I think that I think this is the one decision in my life that. I'll never know if I did the right thing or the wrong thing um, but basically my dad felt quite unwell and mm. he's a he is in England it was from England but um, travelled to Bombay for work um, and then felt ill and in India you have to have medical insurance if you don't have medical insurance it's just like America you've got these crazy bills that pile up and I had no choice but to go into Big Brother because I felt like it would help like financially and I'd be able to get him better treatment and uh, he really wanted me to go in the show so the show came at this time where I had to make the decision whether to go not go but he insisted that I went went in the show came out after four weeks and if you see the show you could I I just wanted to leave as soon as I got in I was like oh my god like I need to be out with him Mm. so I think that was definitely one of the toughest decisions to make um but I know he's with me because I think ever since I've been working, I've been busy, so he's taking care of me. That was one decision. But I think in life we all have, there comes a certain choice. It For me, it was between me and my dad. For someone, it could be, I don't know, to leave the person you're not happy with or mm. to, like you said, move to L.A. and work or to... I don't know, have a child or not have a child. I think these kind of decisions for everyone could is, is, is individual and personal, but I think we've all reached those stages in our life where we're like, can't someone else make this choice for us? Yeah. What's yours? 
would you say? Uh, I don't think I've had any... I've not had any major... I choose this or choose that because every little decision I feel like I've made mm. has been in favour of making my career work. Yeah. So I've never really put myself in that career. I've never been in the position to go to LA or do India or anything yeah. like that. So I feel like those would be Big massive decisions. life. I mean, I think the the hardest one, I've been quite lucky, the hardest one was ever... Uh, there was a big family wedding and I had to miss it in Mauritius yeah. and my whole family went but I was filming in the UK and, and don't you hate that I feel like nothing happens but the moment someone gets married I yeah. get booked for a job yeah well no one's getting married at the moment no I was <laughs> really no I know I was I really hate stressed. those choices yeah. yeah you feel so guilty and yeah. bad and you feel torn but that's part of being an actor because yeah when the opportunities come you know it'll be a long time before, you know, it could be a long time before yeah. another one comes, so yeah. you have to, because that could be the one. Yeah, that can... What What I'm going to ask you, I mean, what do you find difficult being an actor? Is it the the not knowing what's next and waiting from project to project? Because I know you do a lot of voiceovers, so you're busy with that, but prior to the voiceovers, did you find the going to auditions, meetings, waiting, and then sometimes you don't work for two months and... What would you find? That is always hard, but I found a way of coping with that. That is the hardest bit for me of being an actor. Mm. But the way I found of coping with that is always have a project that you're making yourself. Yeah. And that almost like makes you more excited. And then when you do go for auditions, you're almost like there's less pressure because you yeah. think, well, you know, I've got a lead role in a TV series or I've just written this or, mm. you know that gives you this other layer and people yeah. like that as well and then you create oppor opportunities for other people yeah, so I think the key is to create content and opportunities for yourself while you're waiting yeah definitely 100% yeah that's a good idea is there anything that have you ever thought of doing anything like that I don't know I feel like every time I do think of something a project comes up and then I, I'm like now nah, <laughs> next time <laughs> but then that's amazing that's yeah almost... every time yeah I think every time I'm like okay I need to think of a side business something else I can do in the middle other than getting my kitchen done or bathroom done and all of those house things yeah and I think okay what can I do next maybe a clothing line or maybe um I do something with a friend of mine and then as soon as I think about that I'll get something like, oh, you need to be in Dubai for seven weeks. And I'm like, oh, I can't do it now. I'm busy. I'd love for you to do a clothing line. It would just be amazing. <laughs> it would just be I so do class. And yeah, she always looks amazing. Aww. I was jealous. I'm like, where'd you get that? And then I go buy the same thing. Zara, mostly. <laughs> yeah, Mark Zara. <laughs> I think the waiting in the middle does get tough sometimes. So that's why mm. I work out every day and I... I don't know. They're, they're things you've got to do for yourself every day, regardless of whether work comes or doesn't come. And what's the moment you've been most proud of? I think doing the World Cup last year, that was amazing. Because yeah. I got to go to all the games, even though we've had great weather this year in England, and last year was questionable. <laughs> and all my friends who came from India, they were like, what's the weather like? And I'm like, well, I don't own England. I don't know why it's been like this, because we had like not such great weather last year, but it's, it was, I think, a great moment to be a part of. And what would you say are the traits that you need to survive in this industry? I think you have to be good at what you do. So if you want to be an actor, constantly mastering your craft. So there's loads of good books to be reading. I think you could always do online courses. I think you can do theatre. I think you have to be good at what you do. Um, even being a cricket presenter, if I wasn't good at it, I wouldn't be getting booked again and again. So just looking a certain way and 
turning up isn't going to be enough. I think you should be good at what you do. You can never learn enough. Be patient and be positive. You have to be patient because sometimes it takes years and years and years, to be honest. And what would you, what would be your advice for anyone who would aspire to do a career like yours? Where would you start now knowing what you've already known? Or yours. Or mine. (laughs) Um... I think we've gone the right way. I, I finished my studying. I joined an agency. There's loads of lots of good loads, lots of good um, reputable agencies that you can check out online. Join a good agent. Have someone who's pitching and promoting you at the same time. Constantly work on yourself. Um, I think that's that's what I would advise. And I think the young my younger my younger self. I think I would tell me now as well to just be patient. I think it's just. It does happen. Everything falls into Mm. place. I think every time I felt a bit stressed, a job has come through. Things do happen. And also, I think sometimes I feel like there's a lot of people who've been in it for 10 years. So I think a side business is also quite important, to be honest. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. Definitely. And Mm. what have you got coming up? Well, I did have the IPL, which was meant to happen, but now it's happening in Dubai, so I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing that. So I have a web series called Fashion Street, which we're meant to be shooting end of September, October in India or Dubai or Bangkok, but it depends on the virus, which has just taken over our lives. (laughs) And I have the Mumbai Premier League, but everything is all dependent on dates at the moment. Mm, Yeah. You're going to be filming soon. Maybe. I have a few projects, and then today... Like, like like we were talking yeah. about earlier, actually. Um, I had that moment yesterday where I got in touch with someone. I was like, you know what? We need to make something. We were like, oh, my God, let's make a horror. <laughs> it's cheap. We'll go shoot in the woods. We don't have to worry about everything. I started coming up with all these ideas. And yeah. then I got an email and two of my scripts that I've had are now are now maybe in motion. So That's what I mean. So you can plan something. Yeah. But see, at least you have a plan, which is the key of our podcast guys like always have a plan that happens because then this is just a bonus well Karishma that is all we have time for but thank you so much you've been full of wisdom I've just sat on the sideline because everything you've said has been so spot on I feel like I've had a masterclass here as well oh my god this has been fun actually I feel like it's been therapeutic good you can come back again and do another one come back into this den yay bye guys see ya thank you for listening to another episode of acting with asha for any questions please get in touch with us at www.jadeashervoiceovers.com and don't forget to subscribe or follow us at jade asha thanks again bye